Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. In the Nicene Creed, just a few moments ago, we together confessed our faith in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We confess that the church is apostolic. And of course, that relates to the word apostle. In our gospel for today from Matthew 9 and 10, Jesus commissions 12 of his disciples as apostles, and he sends them out. That is what the word apostle means, one who is sent. And so when we call the church the apostolic church, we are confessing that the church is a sending church. What is it that is being sent, though, within this church of our Lord Jesus Christ? You might have not known or perhaps forgotten that Jesus sent out his apostles well in advance of Pentecost. That's when we think of the apostles being sent out. On that day that they received the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues for all to hear the proclamation of the gospel, and yet well before Jesus' suffering, dying, and resurrection, he sent out his apostles. We read in the beginning of our text that Jesus sent them out because of his compassion For those he saw in the crowds, we read that they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Of course, we know that Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. But out of his compassion, Jesus saw fit to these lost and wandering sheep to send out his apostles. The harvest is plentiful, he says to them, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so, out of compassion to those who need a shepherd, Jesus sends out his apostles because of his deep love and mercy and compassion toward those who are lost, toward those who are harassed and helpless. And so he names 12 among his disciples to go as his apostles. Now, numbers in the Bible are almost always significant. And the number 12 should be important to us for this reason. Where do you know the number 12 from elsewhere in Holy Scripture? It was the 12 sons of Jacob, the descendants of whom were Israel. 
If you were an Israelite, you were among those descended from the 12 sons of Jacob. And so now here, Jesus commissions 12 apostles and sends them out to whom he calls the lost sheep of Israel. Those whom Jesus sends out are for the purpose of ministering to his Israel. Now, why does he send them out? Yes, he has compassion on them, but what are they to do? We read he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and affliction. These 12 Jesus sent out instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans. They're there for Israel. But rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The disciples, the apostles, are sent out to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is before the people of Israel. It is right there in front of them. Now when we talk about the kingdom, and if you read through the Gospel of Matthew, if you like to do Bible study and look at whole books at a time, Read through Matthew's gospel and look for the phrase, the kingdom of heaven. It's all throughout there. Jesus is always talking about the kingdom of heaven. In the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, Jesus begins them by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And more famously, Jesus talks about the kingdom In Matthew 6, when he teaches us to pray to our Father in words we use every single Sunday and hopefully in our lives every single day, he teaches us to pray, Thy kingdom come. Now when we say those words and when we think about God's kingdom, we typically think of What happens when we die and we go to heaven to be with Jesus? That that's entering God's kingdom. Or when Jesus returns on the last day to raise the dead, that will be God establishing his kingdom. And that is true, no doubt. That is God bringing his kingdom. When we enter our eternal rest and when Jesus comes to raise the dead and bring about a new heaven and a new earth. All the establishing of God's kingdom. But notice... Here, even before his own death and resurrection, Jesus sends his apostles to proclaim the kingdom is at hand. It is here. It is before us. Why? Because the ones whom Jesus sends out have authority from him. And notice what he commands those apostles to do. Proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. The same sort of work that Jesus had been doing up to this point. 
And I will submit to you the very same sort of work that Jesus is doing and sending forth even now. We might be tempted to think this time is nothing like the time of the apostles. We've got sick people all the time. We pray for them and ask God to heal them. And they very often don't get better and they go on and die. And yet that is contrary to the way that Holy Scripture speaks about healing. For what else is Jesus rising from the dead other than the healing of sickness? God does indeed heal people in their bodies right now. But he also establishes and promises that death has no power over you. Even if you should succumb in your earthly body to sickness, that is a body that God sees fit to raise from the dead on the last day. There is no sickness, there is no disease, there is no infirmity that Jesus has not broken the power of it. And that is what the apostles are to go and proclaim. The powers that Jesus has broken. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Bring those who are buried in the ground to life that they may live forever. Which is what God promises us in Christ. Cleanse lepers. Indeed, there are not many lepers among us today. And yet, is there any type of uncleanliness that the blood of Jesus does not cleanse. No. He is in the business of cleansing us from the filth of sin and evil and disease and death that we would live forever. Cast out demons. Does the word of Jesus sent out today still cast out demons? Indeed. The devil's power is broken and all his minions flee at the word of Jesus Christ. Where that word sends the Holy Spirit, Satan and his demons cannot dwell. In other words, dear Christians, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here, even now. For even now, Jesus sends forth healing from sickness, the raising of the dead, the cleansing of the lepers, and the casting out of demons. And he sends them to you who receive that word shared first by the twelve apostles that you might be part of God's Israel. As you are harassed and helpless, as you are like sheep without a shepherd. Your Lord Jesus Christ continues to send forth his healing, resurrecting, cleansing, devil-stomping word. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here because Jesus still sees fit to send forth his word. The church is apostolic.
Proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying. Give without pay. There is no cost to you for the kingdom that Jesus brings you. Because it is paid in full by his blood. God's kingdom is not just something off in the distance. My dear fellow Christians, it is something here right now. A kingdom is a place where a king has reign and rule. And I invite you each to consider this morning how your king, Jesus Christ, the king who is also a shepherd, how he reigns and rules over you and for you today. He forgives your sin. He holds eternal life before you and says, it is yours. He comes to you joined to bread and wine to give his very body and blood to feed you and nourish you and strengthen you. And all of this is a healing, resurrecting, cleansing, demon-casting word where Jesus is at work for you. The church is apostolic. The church is ascending church. Because the church is where the word of Jesus Christ brings about the kingdom of heaven. Where the reign and rule of Jesus is established and all of our enemies are placed under his feet. The church is apostolic. It continues to send forth the good news of the kingdom to you. The very beginning of our text, it says Jesus went throughout all the small towns, visiting them, the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues. It says he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is the reign and rule of Jesus over all things. He sent out his apostles with that authority. Authority over all that is evil and all that separates us from God and all that causes us pain and grief and sorrow. And he continues by the word that continues to be proclaimed to send that to you even now. I'm often encountered by Christians who talk and sort of vocalize, and I, I fall into this trap myself that somehow the times in which we live are unique, and perhaps in some ways they are, 
but that somehow the people of God are more distressed, more under attack than they have ever been before. And in our experience, that may seem to be true. But King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. And the reality is that ever since Jesus did suffer, die, and rise from the dead and ascend into heaven, we have been in the end times. We have been the people of God awaiting that kingdom of glory that will come when Jesus returns on the last day. But that does not mean the kingdom is absent. For as long as Jesus forgives sins, come to his people in his body and blood, heal the sick, promise the raising of the dead, cleanse us from impurity, and break the power of the devil, his kingdom is here. It is at hand. So take comfort, find peace, and be assured that because the church is apostolic, Jesus continues to send you his reign and rule over all things. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.